Hello, folks. Welcome back for another episode of RF Talk, the Ray Marufa Piles podcast where we talk about games, gadgets, and other geeky stuff. This is your host, Chad, along with my fellow weeb, Alan. Hey, what's up? Yeah. <laughs> so, how's it going, folks? Almost down oh. a week. <laughs> Well, we are being joined today by a certain guest. Mm. Uh, oh, yeah, we are. And uh, it's none other than the seniority himself, Jake yeah. DeLeon. Hello, sir. Hey. Thanks for having me, guys. Thanks for having me, Chad and Alan. Thank you for having me on the Raymaru Files. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Yeah, dude. Yeah, we, uh, like, we've, been, we've been watching like, your performances and, uh, and other, like, your, your following your social media. Because mm-hmm. we are, we're, yeah, we're we're all kind of wrestling fans, like to, mm-hmm. to a certain degree. So yeah. when we found out there was a local scene going on, like, yeah, let's check it out. And like, dude, uh, <laughs> man, uh, wait, you know what? Sorry, um, I'm getting ahead of myself. Let's uh, let's, uh, <laughs> let's, let's give him, introduce no, no. himself. Let's give him a promo now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> promo me me pro- yeah go ahead do a promo? Yeah, all right yeah. um. Well, I guess I'll introduce myself first off because I don't, like I'm not sure if any listeners know who I am. But hi, I am Mr. Philippine Wrestling Jake DeLeon. I have been a Filipino pro wrestler for the past eight to nine years. I have wrestled around Southeast Southeast Asia, specifically Philippines, Malaysia, Thailand, uh, Hong Kong, uh, Singapore, and I am the current MWF Pinoy Wrestling Champion. And I am a certified uh, gamer, I guess, because I have been streaming on twitch for like the past couple of years because because of the pandemic so yeah certified streamer there you go yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. he's the new streamer now <laughs> yeah, i'm a new streamer so yeah so but, how's it going on yeah and also you're also the current mw pinoy wrestling champion so it's a big uh, big achievement on it <laughs> yeah it's a big achievement like um who uh, i didn't really know that like eight or nine years into this game i'd still be like winning championships so it's a it's a good feeling. It's great to have pro wrestling finally back, uh, especially with Manila Wrestling Federation. Mm-hmm. So it's great. It's great that I'm still doing this at a high level, and I hope to get to a higher level soon. Nine yeah. years into it, wow, yeah, man, nah. dude, that's dedication. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, we started in 2014, so yeah, around eight years, but like going on nine. So it's 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 been a really long ride. So many. Trials and tribulations, so many hardships, so many, like the the as the cliche goes, blood, sweat, and tears have gone into it, and you know, uh, it has its good times, it has its bad times, but I'm here, I'm here to stay because of how much of how much passion I have for the business of pro wrestling. Yeah, wow, that's amazing. All right, well, I want to ask, like, how did it all start, dude? Like, uh, like it, you don't just suddenly one day wake up and say, I want to do wrestling or something, and. Just look for oh, a ring, right? Something that started uh, their spark, right? Yeah, well, I mean, the spark started when I was four years old, when I first watched pro wrestling. So I've always wanted to be a pro wrestler in a sense. Like, it's always in the back of your head. Mm-hmm. Like, how people uh-huh. want to be astronauts or firemen, but don't really end up becoming that. So, like, pro wrestler was, like, in the back of my head. That's what that's what it came to be. But, you know, it's like, as you mentioned, it doesn't just come from anywhere. Uh, so I, my love for wrestling re-sparked. Because like, you know how when people grow up, they kind of fall out of wrestling. I kind of fell mm-hmm. out of it for a bit, and then I came back into it around college. Mm-hmm. And then I, I thought, like, when I was, like, in college and I started my first job soon after, you know how you when you have a desk job, you're kind of trying to find things that don't really, like, make life suck? So I was looking for, okay, um, let me see, like, let me look for, like, fellow wrestling fans that I can enjoy the pro- the product with. And then what ended up happening was I found this Facebook page that 
you know, uh, we hey, we we want to put up our own wrestling promotion. We're looking for people. So I thought, all right, let me try it out. And if it doesn't work out, and if I can't become a wrestler, at least I can offer some of my marketing advice, so to speak, and like still be in the business. Mm-hmm. And you know, uh, thankfully, the wrestling thing worked out. Yeah. Wait, wait. So you found like-minded people, you know, like oh yeah, we all love wrestling and all, and uh, like you just you suddenly became like the the. Leave of extraordinary gentlemen. You had like the correct set of skills per person to maybe put a show together. Yeah, that was that was it. Or even if we didn't have the correct set of skills uh, to put up a show, we we were stupid enough to try it anyway. Um, and mm-hmm. it's it's basically it was basically just a lot of like a lot of us guys that you know like um, pro wrestling fans that are depraved of pro wrestling because there is no pro wrestling in the Philippines. So we decided, okay, why don't we just put up our own stuff? And then we did, and then eight years later, here we are. Man, like I, I can already imagine, like, like the parental is going, "Oh no, you're gonna get hurt! You're gonna break oh, your, no. your your arm! You're gonna..." Oh no, bodies everywhere! <laughs> oh, there, there is a lot of that. There was a lot of that. My, my mom specifically. Well, my mom and my dad specifically didn't want me. The, like you know they saw how happy i was they were happy for me but also they just made they wanted to make sure that i wouldn't get hurt but you know mm-hmm. you can't really you can't really like promise that in a, in a in a sport like pro wrestling or so any just, sport yeah I think. yeah yeah i just made it i just made it a goal to like oh i don't want to get super hurt oh thankfully i haven't yet i've had okay. i've i have had a few concussions here and there i have had some like bouts with some you know, nagging injuries, not really like ones that took me off, uh, took me out of the game for a long time, thankfully. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, like, I was just like, the, the parentals were definitely a thing that I had to deal with growing up. Man. Yeah, oh those are the risks, right, for doing pro wrestling. Like, it's, don't try this at home, folks. So, I mean, I mean <laughs> if you think about it another way, it's like, it's like you join the football team, only it's mostly grappling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. It's like you're still doing a physical activity, you're still putting your body on the line. It it I, I I'm if if I were to think about it, I feel like there's a lot more people that get injured in basketball compared to pro wrestling. Yeah, the, the injuries in pro wrestling might be worse, but like technically there's a lot more people that do get injured mm-hmm. in basketball if you think about it. Oh, yeah. like frequency versus uh, doing a frequency basis, right? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, because because uh, in because I think in wrestling it's kind of choreographed, but it's the fact that they're all actually stunts, so there's still that real risk of like bad yeah. things happening. Like things oh, yeah. can still like, go wrong, right? Yeah, I mean stuntmen have died on like movie sets. R- rest in peace. But yeah, it's pretty much the same. It's pretty much the same effect because wrestling is pretty much theater with stunts. So it's live theater. We do our own stunts, and then um, if things go wrong, they go wrong, and we just have to keep keep the show going. All right, yeah. I, I have like a ton of things to ask because yeah, but... you, you you gave me one <laughs> heck of an intro. So, right, so first, yeah, go ahead. first of all, first of all, like, how did you go from okay, let's try this little show somewhere where it's uh, where you know uh, people we know will watch it to uh, internationally? You're being asked to go to like other countries. And just like do your thing there. Mm-hmm. Uh well, it's it's a lot of, it's a lot of knowing how to like kind of promote yourself, and also obviously you got to back up everything that you say online. So like I trained really hard. I trained. Um, I tried to learn as much as I can. Um, and then you know when we finally started putting out our shows and like putting out our matches, 
uh, internationally, people started to gain notice, especially here in Southeast Asia, where it's r- the pro wrestling community here, especially, is very small compared to places like America or like Japan. Mm-hmm. Like it, it's there's not a lot of promotions here. Basically, like so to give you an idea, like the Philippines has three promotions, Singapore has two, Malaysia has two. So like we're all pretty, pretty small in our respective countries. So when we find out about other countries that like oh they like they have wrestling in Singapore they have wrestling in uh, Malaysia we kind of wanna we kind of wanna like we kind of wanna go there also and like kind of ply our craft and like kind of like do a talent exchange stuff and thankfully okay. when it like like maybe it was like maybe three or four years in the the my run I was uh, I had the opportunity to like go to Malaysia and like actually wrestle on a show and like kind of show them what I can do. And like build that notoriety um, internationally, so like it's it's really a combination of working hard, and then also like being able to market yourself. And like this is where me as a digital marketing marketing guy comes in because I know how to market myself. Right. So like like <laughs> my online game is pretty okay, and then I am glad that people around Southeast Asia have taken notice enough enough so enough so that even the WWE. Asked me to come to a tryout in 2019 in China, so that was pretty cool. Nice, that's awesome. That's insane, <laughs> that is insane. Yeah. Wow. Okay, wait. Uh, so you said like a little while ago that first you gotta talk the talk and you have to back it up. Yeah. So that means a lot of preparation, and you mentioned like grueling training. Is there like any um particular thing that you have to do and as training for wrestling? There's a lot that you have to do. Um, you really have to be able to like. Uh, strengthen up your body to like take all the punishment that you're gonna take in the ring so like obviously we fall on our backs a lot we get dropped on our heads we have like a multitude of like injury risks that we have to take so that's why as much as possible we always have to keep our body in the best shape that we can um and besides that it's also about like the technique of like knowing how to fall technique about like all the rolls and the bumps that you're gonna take so like it's really going through the motions of everything that might hurt you making sure that you know the best ways to not hurt yourself um so yeah that's that's basically the things that we go through obviously we learn the moves like pun like to, to hit our opponent with or like to damage our opponent with but a lot of the training in wrestling is also learning what to do so that you won't get hurt oh man it's like it's starting to sound like kung fu movie stuff like all right, you will take this slam and you will take it a hundred times so you know exactly what to do without even thinking. The funny, it, thing, it, about, the funny thing about that is like, there's actually a graduation um, tradition in Japan oh. where if you graduate from their dojo, you have to get slammed a hundred times. What? Wow. No <laughs> yeah, there, there's a promotion that does that back then. So like, yeah, it, it's, it's, really, it's really a sacred art. That's oh wow okay so it's just really going to show like have you learned your aikido because I learned I learned that in aikido you learn how to fall a lot so uh, yeah, I guess a lot of it like a lot like when when we train with like in other gyms like where there are other um uh, other disciplines like for example judo and as you mentioned aikido they get surprised sometimes like oh the things that we teach in wrestling is a lot similar to like things like in judo. Uh, where you actually learn how to fall because in judo you get you get thrown around a lot so might as well learn how to fall right so that you don't mm-hmm. get hurt same same with the wrestling <laughs> all right wait so walk me through like what is your like regular training regimen like on, on a day where that's really what you're gonna do 
what uh, what do you think you're gonna be like uh, tackling for for that day? Well, if it's like a regular training day, my my go tos are uh, a lot of like push ups and squats. So like it's the really the basic um, body weight stuff. And also there's a there's a couple of th- things that we also do like burpees and like this one this thing called Hindu push-ups where it's more like uh this it's it's a kind of push-up where you go into like a cobra pose and then you just like you kind of like your move I can't really describe it it's a podcast but anyway it's it's some it's a it's something that people will know if like they're in the wrestling business or like if you oh, heard okay. of like no, right. how uh, in New Japan, they call it lion push-ups instead of Hindu push-ups. So, like, oh, that's okay. something mm. that you, yeah. you will Google find. it right now. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, besides okay. that, obviously, we learn. Um, we go through the learning, learning the roles, learning the the falls and everything. Um, just so that we have to do it every time we train. Like, we can't skip a day where we're not learning the basics because it it just takes like slipping up once to hurt you. So we need to like be as in tune with the basics as as much as possible so that we lessen the amount of risks that we take every time we're in that ring. Oh, it's it's mm. literally training. It really is training. You have to do it oh, like yeah. all the time. It's like hunting your Definitely. body be more, you know, uh something that would react immediately to your body. Yep, exactly. It's like you can't you, well, it's, it's like my favorite basketball player always says like Kobe, you mm-hmm. you got to fall in love with the basics. And thankfully, I'm one of the guys in pro wrestling that has fallen in love with the basics. Nice. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah. Wait. Uh, okay. So there's the there's the whole preparation part for the physical side, so that you're able to do it. And uh, like chops, you you got the chops. I've seen you, you fly on the ring. So uh, <laughs> that's a. I, I was really impressed because because it didn't look you didn't look the part. You know, based on the body type, right? Yeah, yeah, and, I get that a lot. But then you suddenly you're suddenly able to do moves like whoa, <laughs> and that's what I stand up for. But uh, so uh, Senorito is the is your whole personality on the ring. Like, how do you decide on what kind of brand you're building as a as a pro wrestler? That's the funny thing because like um, it uh, a lot of what I would suggest to people is that to use. A character that is kind of close to you, not really like too far off, or like something that you're not knowledgeable with. It's kind of like, it's kind of like acting, or like kind of like yeah, it's pretty much like acting. Like you gotta know the character before you actually be the character. Mm-hmm. So like I, that's why I suggest no, do something close to him. So like the reason why I'm the sen- I started off with the senorito, is because I actually grew up in Bacolod where there were a lot of like um, uh, farm owners, hacienderos. So that's where I got the character from. Uh, but then once I kind of like once because I because I live here in in Manila I'm 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 I am formerly a provinciano that turned into a city boy now so I I had to like kind of evolve my character which is why I evolved into the Mr. Philippine wrestling character uh, where I feel like I am the best pro wrestler in the Philippines and like nobody has questioned it and Mm -hmm. I can always back it up so it's something that you have to like you really have to sit down and think about uh, and like know that okay, this character is me, and hopefully it resonates with the fans. I always suggest that you find a character that resonates with you first, and hopefully it resonates with the fans. But if it doesn't, then you got to go back to the drawing board. Uh, all right, yeah. I guess you could be in the midst of chance calling yourself like the Konyo Shano or something. <laughs> no, oh no, bad. Like, that that'll be like a character where it, he used to be a prom, uh, provinciano and then went to went to the mainland Manila and then just like shunned everything about his 
old culture back in the province. He's denounced old like this guy, He's already making backstory. He's already working with it, man. Yeah, right? Yeah, I know. I'm I know. getting very I've been just... there. I've been there. <laughs> so, like, all right. So, uh, where have you drawn your inspirations from? Like, you, you love wrestling. What, uh, I, I, I guess, what's your, who's your favorite wrestler? What was your favorite promotion? That kind of stuff. I have a lot of like favorite wrestlers. So like my favorite old school wrestler, I'm not sure if you guys know him. His name is Dusty Rhodes, uh, the Yo. American Dream. So he is my he's he was my peg peg when I like you know working babyface or like working that stuff. And then I uh, obviously I I didn't really know him back then when I was younger. But like now that I'm a pro wrestler, I watch a lot more of his matches. Mm-hmm. When I was growing up, obviously I like guys like The Rock and Stone Cold. So those were like yeah. guys I I always kind of like kept watching. Um, and then current time, uh, a lot of my favorite guys, like, I, I love John Cena. I don't care if, like, people hate him. I love John Cena. And then I also love AJ Styles uh, in the WWE. So, like, these are guys that I take aspects of their game and kind of, like, um, make it my own and then, in, like, put it into my own character. So, like, you won't see a lot of, like, I hope I hope people don't see a lot of similarities with my with how my wrestling is compared to like my favorites but like basically what i try to do is i hide a lot of <laughs> a lot of what i do by taking a lot from a lot of my favorites so like i have a lot of like favorite wrestlers and like if you look at how i move in the ring or how i like or what my move set is you'll see some hints but you won't really like pinpoint it to one particular oh, okay I mean, I I think that works because that means you're trying to uh, not only are you trying to replicate it, you're trying to make it your own. Yeah, basically right? that's what that's what also I suggest to a lot of a lot of uh, people in pro wrestling. Like, you know, it's it's like stealing is fine. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, stealing is okay in pro wrestling or like like taking techniques from people as long as you make it your own and like you know uh, as long as you make it your own or like kind of switch it up a little bit just to. Give your uh, give that thing that you take away from someone that a uh, different distinct flavor. That's fine. Mm, I guess something like you know making it more cooler or something that matches your personality or your character. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like uh, if I'm I'm not sure if I can give an example, but like it's how like people do an elbow drop, but it's different when the Macho Man gives an elbow drop. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. So like he made it his own. So that's that's something that you have to keep in mind. There was, I remember there being a, a character that does a little dance right before doing the elbow drop. I'm not I mean, sure if that I was mean, Macho the, the Rock. The Rock, right? Was yeah, the, the Rock. Yeah, like, no, he was elbow. Or he was like, uh, no, he would, he would, he. So most of them would like run around the ring and then drop, right? So what this wrestler did was he would after his last bounce, he suddenly just stops and does like very slow steps while I think doing finger guns and then does the drop. So, is that is that McFoley? I think was maybe McFoley. Yeah, but he does it like he does that elbow onto the floor outside of the ring. So like he's crazy. So like, yeah. <laughs> Man, I mean, uh, our, okay, this is taking me back because uh, I think the most memorable moment for me on, on like watching wrestling as a child was uh, was the rivalry of Yokozuna versus Undertaker because that stuff went wild. <laughs> that is very obscure. That is an obscure like <laughs> rivalry that you picked up. Yeah, that, yeah, but I'm not sure people remember. Like, it was the time when uh, WWE was still WWE. WWF. Uh, F. Uh, F. Yeah, F. WWF. And then uh, there was the there was like Paul Bearer and Yokozuna was just trying to get um, trying to keep Undertaker in the in the class kit. 
and yeah, they yeah. and after like everybody that like ganged up on Undertaker because he's just this force that nobody can mess with. <laughs> like they managed to put him into the into the casket, and then suddenly uh, there was this LED screen flash, like he just disappears from it, and. Uh, when they check the casket, it's empty. Like this is a very specific moment, I know, but it just—how is this happening? This is yeah. <laughs> that's, that's the magic of pro wrestling, right there. <laughs> yeah, I can't remember, like in my like in the younger ye- years, like the the first thing I experienced watching pro wrestling was with Hulk Hogan and the Ultimate Warrior. I can't remember which event was it, like WrestleMania. Probably or WrestleMania. It, yeah, yeah, or I think that time when they were like tag team partners. Oh no! That I think you're thinking of uh, if if it's tag team partners, that means it's Macho Man and oh yeah, Macho Hulk Man or I think that was like they had some rivalry before. At that yeah, time. like Macho Man got uh, jealous because Hogan and uh, Miss Elizabeth were hanging around, oh, hanging yeah. out a little bit too much. And then I think so the mega powers <laughs> just split up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember like <laughs> uh, <laughs> I can't remember that I actually watched the Dark Side of Wrestling episode about uh, Macho Man. Yeah, <laughs> and it was like, his tale. personal life. It's kind of sad. Yep. So yeah, I think I remember with the Ultimate Warrior and Hulk Hogan was like uh, I think Hogan was being ganged up by I forgot which are the other uh, heel wrestlers there, and then suddenly Hulk, uh, Ultimate Warrior shows up running for, to the rescue. And that was like the finale for that program. Can't remember. Was it like WrestleMania or Royal Rumble? It was like I think it, that was the lead up to the WrestleMania match because Hogan lost to Ultimate Warrior, and mm-hmm. Warrior became both the WWF champion and uh-huh. the Intercontinental champion. So uh, that was yeah. that was an interesting like direction that WWE, WWE took because WWF took because Hogan was their guy, and then Ultimate yeah. Warrior. Well, they they kind of like showed everyone. Okay, Ultimate Warrior is the next guy in line. Yeah, and we want to build them up. So that's the interesting thing about wrestling. You can always develop your characters and make them bigger. And you know, older characters or like older uh, namesakes can always help the younger guys uh, mm-hmm. go to that next level. Yeah, more like the passing with the torch, sort of tribute. And then yeah, eventually, it's like, uh-huh. it's like how I think. I don't play God. Of, I don't play a lot of the recent God of War stuff, but I think like it's they're setting up Kratos to pass it on to his son or something. I yeah, I I think so. <laughs> I, that's what it was being built up for the final game for that specific. Oh, man, it's coming. Uh, it's coming this like, November too. Yeah, like next month. <laughs> Actually, speaking of video games, now <laughs> that Senorita <laughs> mentioned it, <laughs> you be start. You started like doing streams right uh, during yeah, the pandemic, yeah. and then. You can share us like how it sparks your love with video games. Um, the reason I started streaming was because because of the pandemic. Obviously, we couldn't have any pro wrestling shows, so I was trying mm-hmm. to figure out ways to kind of like, um, kind of like entertain people, but also kind of like have fun for myself. Mm-hmm. So okay. it's it started off with like me and Ken, my tag team partner of the hashtag PWGs, Ken Warren. It started off with me and him. Uh, we did these like interviews with pro wrestlers around the world, like as much as we can, uh, on Instagram. So we did Instagram lives and like trying to invite rest pro wrestlers from around the world who also couldn't really do any shows because of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. So we kind of like started off doing that, entertaining people wrestling wise. But then um, I started to like kind of. There was a point where I kind of like grew sour when it comes to pro wrestling. So I decided to like try something new, which was video games, because I've all I've played video games when I was younger. I was a PS1 console kid all the way up to the PS3. Nice. So, nice. and then I skipped out on the PS4, and now I can't get a PS5. So there's nothing really. <laughs> there's no way to go about it. Cool. 
Till but now, yeah. yeah. It's gonna uh, but yeah, so I decided to, because I was just watching YouTube all of a sudden, then I saw Markiplier for the first time. And oh. like, I've never watched any of Markiplier's old stuff. And all I know, all I saw of him was like, he was doing a, he was doing a Let's Play. Actually, I think I saw his Twitch first because he was live on Twitch for some reason. And then he was playing Fall Guys. And I'm like, oh, that's fun. He's actually making video game, playing video games and people watching it fun because he interacts with the people watching him. He mm-hmm. does these funny bits and skits while he's streaming. So I thought maybe I could do something like that. Maybe I could try doing Let's Plays or like streaming video games and then people yeah. watch me and then uh, laugh at my pain or like enjoy, <laughs> like join in me in my triumphs. So that's basically where it started. So I started streaming on Twitch. And obviously, the first thing that I streamed ever would be a Pokemon Nuzlocke because I'm an idiot. Oh my god! <laughs> no. Yep. Have you have you done a Nuzlocke before? I've done a Nuzlocke like not on stream. So like I've done a Nuzlocke just by myself, just to try to add on like rules to myself so that it like I feel like because you know Pokemon games are very very formulaic. So yeah, I get bored. Yeah. Like I know I'm gonna get strong Pokemon, I know I'm gonna beat uh, whoever I'm gonna beat anyway. So like, okay, let's raise the stakes. So I've done, I've done Pokemon, um, I've done Pokemon Nuzlocke off, like, I've done, my first ever Nuzlocke was Pokemon, um, what was it called? God, the one with the, with the Corgi. Uh, (laughs) Sword and Shield. Sword and Shield? Oh, wait. Yeah, I think that was my first, I I first started doing a Nuzlocke when Sword and Shield came out because pandemic. And then, I started, I tried, I replayed it again and did another Nuzlocke on stream this time. And dude, the amount of pain that I went through losing Pokemon. Yamper on like the second stream. And oh, like, no. I, I, I could not live with myself. Drama. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that was what that was made it fun. Like people actually saw my failures. People saw my triumphs. And like, I was, I'm thankfully I was able to like, I, I I finished that Nuzlocke like before before that I did a couple of streams like I had older because because uh, I had the Nintendo family subscription right so I had mm-hmm. the older uh, NES and SNES games so mm-hmm. I actually also played Punch Out so like that was <laughs> that nice. was interesting as well so like it's a <laughs> lot of uh, the reason why I, I I've always been a video game fan but the reason why I gravitated more towards video games recently is because. Well, one, I wanted to actually finish video games because as a younger kid, I would play them and never actually finish them. And okay. now that I'm older, I need to like kind of fix that self about, <laughs> fix that <laughs> fact about me that I don't finish video games. And then two, it's 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 fun, it's fun streaming because you get to share these moments of failure and triumph with other people, and then they see how much you <laughs> how much you struggle, and then when you finally succeed, it's great. I mean, okay, now now that I'm thinking about it, like. Since you're a pro wrestler, you're used to like playing up the crowd, or or you know, uh, being a showman at so, at some level, because you got to do that, right? Yep, yep. So, if you think about it, like being a streamer doesn't feel too far off, except it's a lot less athletic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, that's that's the reason why I also like gravitated towards streaming, because basically you're entertaining, but like it's it's uh it's just on a different um playing field, so it's hard. It's like you're still showing off your skill because you're gaming, 
same same thing with pro wrestling. You're showing off your skill, but like it's more athletic. With gaming, it's more how good you are as a gamer. Right. So like both of those aspects with streaming and pro wrestling. Well, streaming video games and pro wrestling are very similar in a sense. Okay, mm-hmm. time, time to get this guy Sekiro. <laughs> no, no. Sekiro Don't give me or... any Dark Souls stuff. Don't give oh, no. me any like sick. <laughs> God, I I just watch Elden Ring playthroughs. I do not. I do all. I do not want to play them. <laughs> well, you did. You mentioned like Pokemon. What other kinds of games do you gravitate to? Uh, when I started out, it was a lot of the retro games and a lot of platformers. So I really, really love platformers. I played Cuphead on stream back then, and I was able to finish it on stream. So that was a that was an accomplishment, definitely for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I, but recently, when when it comes to streaming, I really enjoy Minecraft. I really enjoy the freedom of Minecraft, just building stuff or like, because my I don't think a lot of people know this, but Minecraft actually has a story that you kind of finish. Like it has a story. What? Yeah, you have to beat you <laughs> have to beat the ender. You have to beat a dragon at the end. So that's how you beat the game. And mm. I fell in love with Minecraft because I watched a lot of people speedrunning it. So. Oh. I, I don't know why, but like I enjoy watching people speedrun games because it's like the absolute showcase of skill in terms of video games. Like you know how to beat a game in like ten minutes. So like yeah. I, I I've I tried speedrunning Minecraft before and my best time is like an hour thirty. Nice. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> but yeah, so I, I, I am I'm on a leaderboard on speedrun.net. Awesome. <laughs> God damn! Look, now we have okay, a pro wrestler and a pro speedrunner. Yeah, let's, <laughs> get, get, let's get this guy in Jump King. Let's get, let's get, let's get I, uh, God, Jump King. Okay, I, I still have to finish that one. I have like oh, he's doing it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Oh no! I, I, I did stream it like for I did stream it for a little bit, and then I realized that no, it's not for me in terms of streaming. But like, I do want to kind of get back into it soon. We'll we'll see. I mean. Like what can you think? Like there are games that are just natural to you, and you're just more fun when you're playing that game. So I understand what you mean. So yeah. Um, so I'm guessing that you're more on yeah. You're like more of the platformers, more of the the not so pressured games. But for some reason, you you went with speed running. <laughs> yeah, I, I I it's like I also think about my viewers, right? So like like let's say for example, I play like an RPG. Mm-hmm. The reason why I don't really play a lot of RPGs or like story-based games on stream is because it's a lot of talking, it's a lot of like dead air at times or like trying to think of the ways through. But mm-hmm. with like platformers or with think games that I know how to play like Minecraft, it's easier for me to engage with them because there's not a lot of thinking required. It's more like just go action action and then laugh or cry when things happen <laughs> and then <laughs> yeah, that's mm-hmm. it. So uh, I am I'm very selective with the things I stream too because I want the people who watch my streams to enjoy uh, more than me enjoying the game. So there are games that I enjoy off stream. There are games I enjoy on stream. You know, there is there has been a sort of trend with a certain genre of game that's been popular for certain streamers. You know what it is? Which 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 one are you talking about? There's a lot. Because no, this is the one that might fit you very well. They're, they're the wrestling games where. Um, some people would just design characters and then have them fight as AI, and then oh, right. it's over the fight. Yeah, I've seen those, <laughs> but that's more of a Facebook Live thing. <laughs> like I'm not really like a big. Like, I I see I see the I see the appeal, but like I'm not really like a big fan of watching those things. <laughs> but yeah, but, but, yeah. Mm-hmm. have you have you played like uh, wrestling games before? 
Oh yeah, I played I played wrestling games. My first ever wrestling game was actually on the PS One. I think it was, it was either WWE. I think it was WWE No Mercy. So oh okay, yeah. Uh, so I I started off with that, like the bad pixels and like just like you're you're figuring out how to get your opponent into like a a move and stuff. But yeah, like I started off with wrestling games around the PS One era. I think was it like uh, WWF Warzone or Attitude. Ah, yeah, Attitude also. Like, I think I had Attitude, and I think I had No Mercy. But, you know, the wrestling game that sticks to me forever will always be WWE. Uh, well, no, will always be SmackDown, Here Comes the Pain. Oh, yeah. Uh, I think the SmackDown games was one of the, like, the biggest change from wrestling games. And... Yeah, it's like... Because mm-hmm. it, it finally provided you with a storyline that you can follow. I think it's that's one of the first pro wrestling games that actually incorporated like storylines in its like you know in its in i guess in a sense in its um story mode Mm -hmm. so that you actually have fun like like running with your car like using your favorite wrestler and then it gets he gets embroiled in these storylines that just play out and that was cool oh yeah i think i remember like in my uh what is this like during my ps1 era (laughs) games (laughs) (laughs) my first take was with wwf warzone and I think we had this match. It's called this the tornado match, which is like two on two, yeah, in the yeah. ring, and it's like you know usual. It's like you're just a fight, fight like a fighting game. Like there's no rules on tagging. You're just doing you know mayhem <laughs> in the ring. Yeah. yeah. And then I remember there's like these unique move sets for each wrestlers. Like you have to press certain uh, directional inputs, like forward, forward, up, triangle, just to do like some one drop. Yeah, yeah. It's like <laughs> that's that's also the cool thing about. Um, pro wrestling games is that when they finally introduce like well it's because they have so uh, such a wide cast of colorful characters that you can use and everyone is unique so like you it's hard to get it's hard to get um what's it called it's hard to get tired of the game because you can always like switch out characters you can always add like different combinations with it mm-hmm. especially once the storylines came in and like the the general manager mode came in at later games oh, yeah, that's oh, yeah. <laughs> Career mode just makes it all like different, yeah. Yeah, yeah like, career mode, GM mode were things that I really liked playing back then. Yeah, the early years of you know the uh, 2K career mode. <laughs> yeah, where you can make your own story, like how you would promo your wrestler, and then how we would you know go up to the ranks. Yeah, yep. and the Sm- the SmackDown versus Raw games were also pretty co- cool in that sense because you could play against another GM. So like one would handle SmackDown, one would handle Raw. Mm. And then you would have you would put on the match and see who would like have better matches at the end of the day. Yeah, it's like it how it evolves like becoming like the actual thing that you would enjoy. Because usually people when they enjoy wrestling, they also ha- go after with the stories, right? Like how with yep. character yep. developments. Yep. So the the character developments, once that once the storyline modes and once like the, the GM modes happened like the wrestling games just shot up and like you know it's like it's funny because like when with 2k games and like 2k games just feel it like recently or like just like for the past how many years mm-hmm. they always stagnate <laughs> like with yeah actually NBA, nba games like fifa games they will always just end up stagnating until something like kind of redefines it again or re re-energizes it so far i've i've heard pretty good things about WWE, I think it's 2K22, whichever one has Rey Mysterio on the cover. Mm-hmm. Uh, my, my my wrestling friends, my, my friends who are pro wrestlers who've been playing it, say they really like the game compared to older iterations, uh, which is cool. 
But then I'm just like, well, it's still pretty much the same pro wrestling game unless like there's something that changes it up. The only thing that changes really is the story mode. Oh yeah. Like something That's updated, true. right? Updated with the current rosters or anything involving with the current year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's normally like it's since it's like a sports game. Most of what you get is a roster update, not much else. Yeah, actually, or probably DLC for you know uh, Hall of Famers. Yeah, yeah. That's I mean, it's just like it's just like I would because I'm uh, uh, I'm a basic bitch when it comes to playing video games. I like playing NBA 2K because it just it's mindless for me now. Mm-hmm. Like okay. I can just play it randomly. So whenever I need like a a chill game, NBA 2K is the one I when I go to. So I can never justify buying the new 2K game when it comes out because I know eventually it's gonna go on sale, and I know the only difference is it's the it's an updated like <laughs> uh, it's an updated teams thing. Oh yeah, <laughs> but how about like aside from you know the usual WWE games? Like, have you tried other games that like for example indie games that are wrestling games or other classic uh, before the PS1 era? Uh. Before the PS1 era, I'm not sure if this was before the PS1 era, but I used to play a game. It was WCW Nitro. I used to have a WCW Nitro game. Oh, um, nice. Yeah, and like everyone, like well, the big guys of WCW were there, like Ric Flair, Sting. Uh, mm-hmm. I think it was Scott Hall and Kevin Nash. So the cool thing there was like, it was like the old school um, 2D fighting games uh, you see on like, I think maybe the SNES. Mm-hmm. But like mm-hmm. the cool thing was that once you get like your opponents to a certain like damage level, you can actually do your your characters like signature moves. So like seeing Ric Flair do the figure four was cool. Seeing Sting do like either the Scorpion Deathlock or the or the um, I forgot what the other move was called, but like it, it was cool seeing that. But also I have I'm not sure if you guys know the promotion TNA um, total oh, yeah, nonstop TNA. action. Oh yeah, TNA. I actually right? I actually had the PS3 game. Oh. There was a PS3 wow. game that came out that no one knew about, like and like I, mm-hmm. I, I, I was able to play it in its totality. I kind of remember like it was promoted early, like uh, early 2010s for the P, uh, TNA because I remember like they had this TNA Impact show, right? Yeah. So I think I remember like some tried the game before. So yeah, uh, it's not that popular, of course, like as opposed like with WWE or with other. Uh, earlier games but at yeah. least you know there's more variety that's one of the biggest things that we could experience for games yeah that was cool because i finally i could finally play with my favorite um tna superstars mm-hmm. <laughs> and like on on the ps3 so that like that was very interesting for me and you technically like played a different character compared to them and they also had their story modes and stuff oh and obviously i can't talk about uh pro wrestling games without mentioning one of the biggest ones which is fire pro Oh yeah. So Fire, Fire Pro Wrestling is actually the video game that helped a lot of indie wrestlers growing up in the states and everywhere that had Fire Pro Wrestling to develop a move set. Oh yeah, what? I think they had this uh system where you can create your own moves for wrestling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, oh, okay. Like, so like a lot of the a lot of the indie wrestlers who who we see are like wrestlers in WWE now or like nice. in AEW. <laughs> They used Fire Pro to like <laughs> to like develop move sets before, and like up till now, actually, that's the cool thing. Also, if you're a pro rest, if you're a pro wrestler, and then if you grew up with uh, these pro wrestling games, you can technically create your entire move set off of these games. 
or at least you know have a good idea of what you're looking yeah, for. Yeah, yeah, you're gonna have a good idea of what to do, how to do it. So that's cool. Yeah, and I think it also it's also available on Steam. Like, there's a newer release for Fire Pro Wrestling. Like, you could customize everything from the promotions, from the wrestlers, and everything, even the ring. And like a lot of people are doing custom WWE or other uh, T- uh, TNA or AEW uh, <laughs> matches. Yeah. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, just talking about these like uh, like games that have wrestling in it, I just mm-hmm. realized how big um, wrestling is in general. Because yeah. if I change the word that I used to search wrestling, like lucha, like yeah. suddenly every, I, I like I'm getting all these flashbacks of old shows. Do, do you guys remember that um, thumb wrestling show? Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> I forgot what it was called in Cartoon Network. Yeah, it was a Cartoon right. Network show, but it was so wild. Uh, it was so cute. I, we like, had that. We had Celebrity Deathmatch. We had Mucha Lucha. Yeah, Mucha Lucha. <laughs> yeah, it's Mucha Lucha. Yeah, there was that was the name. That was the name. But yeah. yeah, it's like I'm not sure if you guys like watched that one Netflix show about um, video games. I'm not sure what the title was called, but like the Netflix show, they were covering Street Fighter and or like fighting games in in general and then Mm -hmm. the developer actually said that he got the idea for like some of the moves or like some of the because when it in fighting games you need to learn how to fight you need to learn how to hit right but you also need to learn how to counter or parry yep so he got the idea of like developing the parry system by watching how pro wrestlers do their moves because when pro wrestlers do their moves they actually kind of like give a hint or like give a big shout for example so like where for example if E Honda is readying up his like his slaps, he does mm-hmm. that whole like uh, he'll slap his he'll stomp his leg on the ground thing so that oh, yeah, you he'll... know it's coming. Oh. So as, as oh, yeah, he does the tell. So, so you can defend against it if you know it's coming. So like that's they developed that whole tell system in terms of parrying in fighting games because they watch pro wrestlers. I think the show was the games that made us. Was it yeah, the that? games that made us. Oh, yeah. That was it. So I remember oh. watching that. That's pretty. Yeah, you know, showcase a lot of stuff like how they get influenced from wrestling, like yeah, from the opening, uh, opening animations from certain moves. Like there's a pattern or there's like a hint, so you could you yeah. know do a counter or how you would you approach it. <laughs> and and there's even the um indie game that was it was really huge when it came out. Uh, it was, it was I think it was called the uh, Guacamole. Guacamelee, oh, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. It's Guacamelee. a platformer too. <laughs> yeah, it's a Metroidvania game, but it's heavily influenced with the lucha libre uh, kind of uh, culture. Like a lot of reference on it, aside from the yeah. memes, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Man, yeah, the, like you, you should play that. <laughs> that one's Dude, I, I played I, it. I, yeah, I, mm-hmm. I saw it on I saw it on the the Nintendo Switch shop. I haven't checked it out how much it is on Steam yet, so I decided not to buy it yet because you know how <laughs> the, the 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 e the Nintendo eShop is just like murder when it comes to their prices. Oh no, like <laughs> oh yeah yeah. Like, that's I remember true. it was like on sale for five bucks or I'd cheaper for the first game, and because there's a second game for uh, Guacamelee. Guacamelee. Yeah, yeah, there's a two. Man, and the uh, like uh, bringing it on to the lucha side, I suddenly remember Jack Black and his Nacho Libre. Nacho movie. Libre, yes. That was, that was so wild. That was yeah. so wild. <laughs> it's a, just, love yeah. the love that movie. Yeah, it's a, it's so silly. Like uh, Jack Black is so funny, and now he's even doing Bowser, and his Bowser is like phenomenal. I love it. <laughs> you, you saw the trailer, right? Yeah, I saw the trailer and uh, Chris Pratt. Please do better. <laughs> <laughs> like it sounded still like Chris Pratt, but hopefully it, you could you know. <laughs> you could, I don't know, man. Charles Martinet is still alive. Why aren't they using him? Oh yeah, uh, 
could be a bu- could be a bunch of things, but they did announce it earlier. Let, let's just see. I'm just gonna wait and see. Yeah, he's, he's also involved with the sh- uh, with the movie, right? So yeah, he is. He he has parts in the movie, which is weird. But like, okay, we we won't cast you as Mario, but here you can be in the movie, but not as Mario. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of weird. It's but... it's that whole Bayonetta. <laughs> it's the whole Bayonetta thing. Oh yeah. Oh no, it's that oh, thing. Oh no, yeah, we we <laughs> yeah we have some. <laughs> it's a uh, so voice actors. Uh, okay, I'm. For for Charles Martinet, I feel bad for him because it feels like you know twisting the knife. You could be in the movie, but you're not Mario. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Kind of same with kind of same with David Hayter. Like happened with Kiefer Sutherland being uh, you know being in front for Snake, like oh. Metal Gear Solid Five. Remember, although yeah. it kind of has some reasons, but still, it kind of missed opportunity like bringing back David for you know for Snake. Yeah, I I get the thing where they like you know it's it's the name versus like the the quality of it right so like mm-hmm. you need chris pratt to market your movie but like god charles martinet is right there he's in all your games why can't you use him and I, like <laughs> I, I don't i don't think like because because i feel this a little bit differently you know because i don't know if you guys know but i actually worked a little bit as a voice actor oh nice so awesome. okay <laughs> so I've, I've done a few commercials here and there so like I, I was embroiled in that um i was embroiled in that uh industry for a while so like whenever I see these things about voice actors like you know not getting their due or like being being writ- written off because like you know the studio doesn't like <laughs> the studio doesn't want to pay them well or like the studio feels like there's a bigger name that should be there it sucks it sucks because you know that these guys are trained and practiced and like know their stuff but like you know we can't sell their name so it's just sad yeah <laughs> that's true that is true I'm looking like, at you oh. Zendaya as Lola Bunny <laughs> no, oh, no. <laughs> I haven't watched the new Legacy, so I can't have it. Uh, I haven't wait, heard that uh, voice yet. <laughs> so you, you you did like some voice work for like uh, commercials or something? Yeah, just a few commercials here and there. It's it's mostly in the Longo because I, I that's my language. Yeah. So I'm pretty oh, sure. Wow, yeah, nice. So, so I'm pretty sure. Uh huh. Mm. Okay. So I'm pretty sure <laughs> like you have this uh, bucket list that you want to have a role in video games for voice acting. Oh yeah, definitely. But like you know, like a lot of uh, a lot of that has taken like the backseat once uh, pro wrestling came back again. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. first, like you know, it's like if you if you watch Parks and Rec, and one of my favorite characters is Ron Swanson, and then he said his dad the the first the one thing that his dad always told him never half ass two things, always whole ass one thing. So I'm trying to I'm trying to whole ass pro wrestling definitely. That's why I've also like been taking a lot of breaks from streaming. Mm-hmm. I haven't been working on my voice acting too much because I want this pro wrestling thing. I need I want to focus on this pro wrestling thing because there is a biological clock that I am working against. Oh yeah, oh, okay. I get, I get. physical I get. humans. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> so that's what I'm working on. So, yeah. So mm-hmm. yeah, for for like for voice actors, I I mean. Uh, yeah, unfortunately, there is just this world where big studios and corps are are for some reason screwing over like uh like the artists, the voice actors, yeah. and stuff. But it's a little hard to comment on the Bayonetta thing at the moment because I'm like a lot of things don't seem to be out yet. Like the yeah, I, the yeah. story doesn't seem to be whole yet, so it's hard That's to comment. True. On. That is true. Yeah. So yeah, in the end, it's kind of you know this bad saying that you know we can have nice things, so which kind of annoying. <laughs> You, people should be used to it by now because hasn't Bayonetta three been like pushed back so many times? Yeah, I remember like there's a long delay, and then like early this year or was it last year that they finally announced the release date? 
Yeah, this is why people should go the Pokemon and Legend of Zelda route because there is no voice acting needed. Oh yeah, <laughs> or probably you know the classic silent protagonist. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. So wait, uh, like you, you. So now you, you more or less are working on new shows or something? Are you, you're focusing on wrestling again because uh, the country is kind of opening up again? Yeah, so I've actually like so MWF has been putting up shows. Uh, we've been doing tapings and then we've been releasing them on um, a stream on a subscription platform called Gank, which I'm pretty sure you guys have heard of because a lot of like Filipino streamers and mm-hmm. content creators have been using it. So mm-hmm. if you visit www.manilaresting.com, you can find our subscription page there and then you can watch like all the past uh, MWF stuff oh, and all nice. the new MWF stuff that we have coming out. And we're also going to be having like our big year-ender show on December 11 called MWF Noche Buena. So obviously, Ooh. I'm going to be a part of it I'm gonna be, because I'm the MWF Pinoy Wrestling Champ. So I'm going to be in action. Uh, and yeah, like more details soon. But like it's December 11. It's a ways away. But like, you know, enjoy your uh, enjoy the Christmas season with some pro wrestling. Yeah, but yeah, sounds my fun. main... <laughs> yeah. But the main thing I've been working on is, yes, the shows with MWF. So I've been working on... Because, you know, the pandemic was not nice to everyone. Especially pro wrestlers. Especially artists. Especially a lot of like people in the gig industry. In music. In like... Yeah, in live dance, performance. Live yeah. performances. Even so it has not been good on us. <laughs> mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. we've been like... This whole time once it... Because we, op- we started opening up back in May again. Um, and... I've just been working on trying to get back to the ring shape that I was in 2019. And it's been a hard trek because, you know. Uh, okay. Lose the quarantine pounds, the mission for everyone. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's been, it's been I, very hard. Up till now, I've been trying to lose some quarantine pounds. But thank God I'm back to, like, a level where I can put on pretty good matches. Nice. I wish I could do that. <laughs> it's a tough it, challenge. It really, is, it really is hard. It really is hard. Like, uh, you get used to, like, yeah, you got used to the streaming. You got used to the, the lounging around a bit. And now you have to fight your way back. Your, your mind is like uh, trying to chain you to bed or to the chair. <laughs> like, uh, oh, dude, yeah. I you have lie. no idea. I want to lie down my bed. <laughs> <laughs> like working from home has not been helpful as well. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it has perks, but still some negatives. Like, you know, you're always stay at home, like being bummed. So it's a oh, challenge. Yeah, it's going to give you cabin fever or something, right? Yeah. 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 yeah that's right. Well, it's a good thing I'm an introvert. No, okay. <laughs> it really doesn't come across as doesn't come across. Yeah, I, I, like people tell me that, but like I, you know, this is how I know I can sell myself because I can turn it on and off. Yeah. Oh, that's true. Oh, so you have, you just have like uh, like the the Naruto the chakra battery for socialization. Yeah, <laughs> like, Time to charge up my chakra. Because <laughs> like uh, like speaking to people that are kind of like-minded yeah that's that's okay speaking to people like are in other countries that's kind of intimidating and you just you're able to do it that's like whoa it's hard yeah it's like <laughs> it's it's th- it's thank i'm thankful that resting is kind of like a universal language because even though people don't speak a lot of good english uh mm-hmm. it's like you kind of understand each other through like resting terms so that's it's always been something All that right. has been surprising <laughs> to me i thought you especially were well, especially in a country like Thailand, where it, they're really like it's really hard to speak to them in English. But like, if you say "oh headlock," they understand what a headlock okay. is. So it's through the the power of slamming, like you yeah, can understand. It's the power, yeah. Oh, <laughs> okay. So if you have a language barrier going on, like you go to another, you go to another promotion in another country. 
So uh, like you just use your you just gesture to them what you're gonna do next and they get it. Sometimes that's how it ends up. Like I've had matches with Japanese pro wrestlers where like we we would not understand each other, but like he would like kind of motion the move and like oh okay I understand I understand or like they they would use very basic like words uh in terms of like English like slam or like um hit so that like they would use those words and like oh, okay I understand I understand so yeah. Oh, like uh, okay. So since you've been to like several countries, like, do you think uh, uh, like what are the like big differences you've spotted like from different scenes in in different countries? Like in here, is there uh, is there a particular way of doing wrestling in the Philippines that you don't quite see in Thailand or Japan or Malaysia? It's like there are a few like small differences, but like not like not major ones so like i feel like we've all like everyone in southeast asia have grown under the um what what do you call it i think they've grown under like the guidance or like the tutelage of the wwe system because that's that was basically was around the world at the time when we grew up so like everyone kind of knows how to work that style but also we some of some other countries are like more japanese influenced uh Mm -hmm. so like uh, for example, in Thailand, there are definitely more Japanese influence because one of their one of the people that have founded the Thailand pro wrestling scene. Uh, I'm not sure if you know her. It's Emi Sakura from AEW. So I she was very school. yeah. So she's very <laughs> instrumental in in building up that culture. So that's why a lot of that stuff was like very. When I went over there, it was more Japanese and like Japanese style wrestling instead of like American style wrestling, which the WWE has popularized. So like. You'll see little differences here and there, but like at the end of the day, it's all still very much pro wrestling, um, and it's up to like whoever is flying in or like working with another person where whoever wants to adjust and can adjust well will do so, and like you know, you're all the better for it. Hmm, that's pretty impressive. Like you know, more on it's like you could say like cultural exchange with culture in wrestling, like when you try to go around different uh, countries and then like. How you would learn how they like their culture for wrestling in Thailand or in Japan. It's more like I guess you could say more like a good experience, right? Yes, uh, that is my one of my goals as a pro wrestler. It's basically basically to experience as much as I can, to learn as much as I can, so that I can become a better pro wrestler um, overall. So like everything that I do outside of the Philippines, mm-hmm. I try to bring back to the Philippines so that I can help um, increase the the level and the standard of what Philippine wrestling currently is. So whatever I do out there, I come, I bring back here. And then uh, whatever we have here right now, I also bring to other countries. So they, they learn how like Filipinos wrestle. They learn how we, we go about things and everything. So like, it's very much a cultural exchange as you mentioned. Yeah. Oh, okay. Wait. So you, do you feel like you're representing like PH as you go to like other promotions? In other oh yeah. Oh yeah, I I named myself Mr. Philippine Wrestling for a reason. That's <laughs> so, nice. That is true. That is true. <laughs> I mean, yeah, like um it's like I think I I was I was comfortable with the fact of naming myself Mr. Philippine Wrestling once I started flying out to a lot of different countries. Uh and then um I I was one of the first few people who actually did it. Uh did fly off to like a different country to wrestle uh as a Filipino. So that that was cool for me. Like, uh, like, so, so, I'm guessing that these shows they weren't always like going smoothly. Like, were there any moments in any matches that you were like, "Shit, what, what, what do we do now?" Or, and how did you recover from that? 
there's there's always that one there's always something that might go wrong like murphy's law <laughs> you gotta okay. be ready for murphy's law so one example i have is like my first ever my first ever match um uh i'm not sure if you guys know about the matches we've had in mcs but like the first ever event we had in makati cinema square mm-hmm. um the finish went wrong like i was supposed to lose but like what well, the what happened was there was uh the the manager of my opponent missed their spot so like the referee like it was a spot where it was supposed to be like the referee was supposed to get pulled out of the ring right mm-hmm. but <laughs> the the manager that was supposed to pull out the referee forgot their spot and like the referee couldn't stop counting so he just counted the three and i accidentally won the match so like obviously that well that was our first show ever like in front of a crowd so we were like okay let's just go with this and then like Mm -hmm. a couple of minutes later we went back out again guy gave me a low blow pinned me one two three all right we fixed it so (laughs) (laughs) what you what you gotta realize like pro wrestling is also a lot of improv like if things go wrong like in theater if things go wrong be ready to uh, adapt and like figure out a way to like get it back on track yeah always have a plan b (laughs) this Dude, at the time we did not have a plan B. We oh, just right. <laughs> like go with the flow, and let's see what happens. <laughs> and like, uh, yeah, I remember your like some of your MCS shows. I w- I went to some of them. Yeah, and, same. Uh, winning winning over a crowd was was especially a Philippine crowd. I would say is very difficult. Like how like you just have to grow the thickest skin ever to like get to get along with it. Well, the Philippine crowd can be very very nice and also very tough at the same time. Like. I remember because I wore yellow, they would just go like they would do go stay chance, and I'm I'm actually not from USD, but like sure <laughs> go ahead, uh, and yeah, like it's it's hard to win them over, but like once you win them over, the Philippine crowd can be very supportive. So like it's a uh, it's something that a pro wrestler anywhere should like work on and earn because you, the the fans don't owe you anything. Pro wrestling doesn't owe you anything, so you really have to work on being able to either win them over or make them hate you so much that you know they want to they want to beat you up so yeah that's that's something that every pro wrestler wants they want a reaction because if the crowd does not react to you you're in trouble i think i remember oh. this one, i remember this one event in 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 my square at the time like it's an all-out war and then like they had this random stuff scattered around the, the, the arena or the ring and the, then the infamous sitao yes the sitao <laughs> What is that? People <laughs> went wild when they used to see Tao. Like, <laughs> the most deadly weapon in wrestling. See Tao. <laughs> uh, some, somebody's making a stew. <laughs> and yeah. Even with the monoblock, since we, I think there's no like the same design of the steel chair. Like, so people just chanting for the monoblock. <laughs> Yeah, we, we dude, we couldn't afford any steel chairs back then. We, th- that was the funny thing because back then we couldn't afford anything metal. Uh-huh. So, like in an all-out war match, some of our guys would buy autocans, <laughs> and <laughs> then was, that's what they well, that's what we used to break. <laughs> and if to people break were just people. just loving it because of how creative it was, like people shouting uh, autocan or people shouting mono black or sitao, it was good. We were one of them. <laughs> There, there's two things going on. The fact that somebody had the balls to walk out onto the ring that with uh, with their props that, you know, they're not very impressive looking. Mm-hmm. And then the guy that gets hit sells it. <laughs> <laughs> that was the... Whoa. 
Okay. Wait. Okay. I got a question. So, uh, do you guys like? Uh, do you guys have like a brainstorming session when you when you're trying to come up with? Oh, how are we gonna spice up this match? Am I gonna? Are, are we gonna put in like yeah, like ingredients here? Are we gonna get? I get. How are we gonna get like a? I don't know. Uh, a chair or a stick or something. The or is there like an approval going on? Is the uh, is there a process in which people will say yes or no? Oh, there's a process definitely, but. You know, I don't uh, brainstorming session not so much. It's really just like guys talking about the match. Uh, guess I guess in a sense it is a brainstorming session, and like with approvals, it's really basically just you know as long as you don't hurt anyone, <laughs> you're fine. So yeah, oh, like there's a lot of freedom. It's actually a lot of freedom there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, pretty much. And of course, like more on hint on creativity, like how do you handle those kind of gimmicks? It was, it's just like improvised, but still look really good, especially with the crowd. Like they kind of enjoyed it. And <laughs> so, yeah. were there any moments in their shows that even you went with like went with what the fuck when when you saw what they decided to go with? Oh yeah, there was a there are a ton of times. Like I, there are too many to count. But mm -hmm. basically, I have been surprised so many times over in the pro wrestling industry, and I'm pretty sure I. It won't stop surprising me. I'm yeah, pretty sure. Like a lot of surprises is <laughs> gonna happen in your in your future, like your future events. Yep. So there's another thing I want to ask. Like, uh, so you just went over how like lucha and wrestling is just it's just so liked by people, and well, not everybody, but it's there's a huge uh, it just it just goes cross cultural. Like it even goes like through movies, through games. Uh, there's even like a thumb wrestling show. Like, why do you think people are so charmed by the idea of uh, of like this wrestling show? Well, I think the reason why they're charmed and like it does have its detractors, as you mentioned, like people shunning it for being fake or being scripted. But the thing about pro wrestling is that it it's unapologetic in how it's made. Mm -hmm. uh, like it's on like we it used to be hidden the fact. It used to be the the fact that it was like scripted used to be hidden, because mm -hmm. you know it was it was for the it it was developed in the carnivals, where like people would like see these two guys and then they would bet on two guys and like they, it would be a big guy and a small guy, and then obviously people would bet on it and then they would make the small guy win. So that's how pro wrestling was invented. Like it was a, on a betting system, mm -hmm. um, but recently now it's become more open, more. Um, people like it's been more welcoming in a sense to everyone around the world like people know it's scripted but people enjoy it anyway just like how everyone knows a marvel movie is scripted but they enjoy it anyway yeah. so it, like i think it's beloved because of how how big and colorful the characters are i i will always go back to thinking it's about the characters it's about the storylines obviously you have the cool athletic moves as well but like it's really about the characters and the storylines that reson that you resonate with so uh, a lot of people, like in my age, are very, very, very um, nostalgic about like the Attitude Era with Stone Cold and The Rock, or like mm -hmm. the era where it was John Cena, Batista, Rey Mysterio. That's because they were characters that people loved watching, um, and like it's 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 kind of similar to how Hollywood creates these like lovable leading men and leading women. Mm -hmm. Pro wrestling creates that for people as well. Where if you're a fan of pro wrestling, there will always be a wrestler that you will name that, oh, who's your favorite wrestler? You always have like one or two. So like I think that the reason why it's all it's very it's very fun and engaging is because it has something for everyone. It has comedy, it has drama, 
it has action it has it has like a lot of different things it's basically what we called it before it was like a variety show on steroids <laughs> and Wait. sometimes it's true because like sometimes people do take steroids <laughs> <laughs> yeah, i guess it's part- particularly uh practically it's entertainment people yes. really enjoy entertainment like regardless like yeah wrestling is yeah kind of fake people would always say that but it's not that's not the point it's more on how you would enjoy watching it it's a it's an entertainment like you would spectate you would enjoy you would you know uh join the hype like with the crowd like chanting because you're like you feel like you're also part of it when you watch it because you get to experience this uh the matches or maybe mm-hmm. some crazy you know story plot twist like you're exactly. there to witness that, and you would appreciate how the character would develop some, you know, heel or uh, face characters that you would root or you would hate, and then suddenly a reversal. It's like you know you're watching, you're not really watching, you know, superhero movies or maybe anime or manga. Like you're rooting for certain characters. Yeah, basically, pro wrestling is an anime, so <laughs> <laughs> so watch it. <laughs> I remembered. Yeah. I remember this uh, weird um, documentary I sh- I saw out of nowhere. Uh, I'm can't remember who the YouTuber was, but the title is "Wrestling Isn't Wrestling." Are you guys familiar with that? Oh wait, I yeah, re- I'm I, familiar. I remember I've, that. <laughs> yeah, I, I've seen it. Like, like that really sold me on why wrestling is great. That that particular thing. I don't remember the content so much because it's been such a long time ago. But it's like a, it's like a decade now. If I remember watching. Yeah, that. it's now a decade ago. Yeah. <laughs> but the yeah, like uh, I to me. Like I think I would say that it's because you make these larger than life characters that just represent big ideas. Like for example, uh, people might hate John Cena because of uh, because of uh, the promotions he's gone with, but what he represents and what he's done is still different. So yep. if you follow the stories that they play out with these larger than life characters, they're actually pretty fun. This is why I'm never gonna forget Undertaker because that yeah. guy's just he's just built different, you know. So. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I, he retired like when? Like not too long ago. Uh, but just maybe like a couple of years ago, two or yeah. three years ago. I can't believe that he's been on the circuit for that long. <laughs> like I was like a tiny kid when I met when I learned about him. Right? Yeah, he was still <laughs> with Paul Bear at that time. Like he was being escorted in every match, and then whenever any defeated wrestlers would be, you know, uh, put in the coffin and hammered, rest in peace. Yeah. <laughs> Those old times, <laughs> but yeah, that's why it's so great. Because even up till now, as you you remember watching Undertaker as a kid, I remember watching Stone Cold and The Rock as a kid. So like, with wrestling, these characters and these storylines that they create just like kind of make us not really make us forget about the world, but like bring us to the world that we enjoy because of what mm-hmm. they bring, and then we take it with us forever. Yeah, and also those oh. fan theories. Remember those, like oh, yeah. people saying about uh, Undertaker and Kane being brothers because that's how they were uh, promoted before. And then some say they're actually brothers. Like really? <laughs> no, people believe that. People believe uh, Ultimate Warrior actually died. Yeah, he, that one uh, too. <laughs> he tried to body press Andre the Giant, and then his arms blew up. So. Yeah. <laughs> We believe that. Oh no! no, no. Was, we also know. we also believe that because we never saw Ultimate Warrior, like after several years. People saw people thought the the Ultimate Warrior that that was coming out was a fake one. Yeah. <laughs> like there's a new Ultimate Warrior. <laughs> I was so shocked. Oh, oh, that remind reminds me of that. Like uh, like the that sad time somebody did a stunt with a parachute. I think. 
No, it was a uh, it was rappelling down into the ring, and then like the the rope snapped. That was um Blue Blazer. People know him as Owen Hart now. Yeah. Oh, there. Yeah. Yeah. That was a sad tie, but that just goes to show like yeah, these the, the risks are real for it. like <laughs> nothing to scoff at. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah, but anyway. yeah. Mm-hmm. So like it's because of these like they they're always like it's always like if there's a scale to one from one to ten. People are always waiting for these performers, these these athletes, to like take it to eleven. They're always waiting for that point where they take it to eleven, and I think that's what everybody's just waiting for. Yeah, and they're like with pro wrestling, you don't have to wait for us to put it to eleven because as pro wrestlers, we will always take it. To 11. <laughs> always, you know, uh, go beyond ten or eleven. <laughs> yeah, it was like we love this thing. We want to make sure people go home happy, and then that's why we're always on eleven. Yeah, yeah, that's that's why we always appreciate like for uh, wrestlers like they're doing all the best like it's it's their passion something that they really really love, and something that they always go f- you know full throttle when performing. Oh, you uh, you also like obviously you 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 go overseas you go back and try to teach like uh local scene about what you've learned like and do you all go to a gym and you is it like kind of a dojo thing going on? Yeah, kind of like a dojo thing. Like we train every week at like uh, at an undisclosed gym because <laughs> obviously I don't want to give out any secrets. Yeah. But like, yeah, we train every week at an undisclosed gym. Um, train to get better always because um, we try to make sure that we don't get complacent with where we are. We always want to get better. We always want to uh, be able to do more. So yeah, it's that's something cool about the the company I'm with with MWF is like they always want to get better. So that it's good for me to be in an environment like that. Wow, training in the Ninja Village confirmed. <laughs> <laughs> the hidden, uh, no. <laughs> the hidden Speaking of, okay. of Bakati. <laughs> Speaking of, you, do, do you um like do you want to check out like anime if you have time? Oh yeah, I do. I I've, I've been I've been rewatching One Piece. Oh nice. Uh, like, uh, oh, have you started I've from the, the? I've read the manga. I, like, all right, all right. I, I want to watch the anime now. <laughs> okay, I thought you started from the first and then going to the. I guess. The thousand episode, yeah. I'm, I'm trying to do that. Uh, obviously, I've watched Sword Art Online, I've watched Naruto, I've mm-hmm. watched Dragon Ball, I've watched all the all the big ones except Bleach because I, I didn't really get into that one. But, all right, but yeah, how about the, uh, like the short, uh, what do you call this one of the one offs uh, anime, like a season long or maybe like two seasons? Have you tried had- new ones? Yeah, I've I've seen a few. I've seen like Erased before, so that was one off. Oh, that, um, that's a pretty good mm, one. Nice. Uh, I like that one. Uh, what other one off? I, I watch a lot of the um, uh, of what's it called? The studio, the key, the, the uh, like I've watched Charlotte. I've watched Angel Beats. This is also one off. Yo, those so are like, old school. <laughs> We got a very cultured man over here. Yes. Planet, definitely. Oh no! <laughs> All the tears are coming. Oh no! PA works. I know, Hannah. If you want to like go there, also. Oh, no. Well, you, you, you got to sure think you, for. Something. Are you sure you want to enjoy watch or you want to enjoy crying? <laughs> I don't know, man. Like I, people tell me, oh, watch this, and like, okay, and like, oh god, why? <laughs> yeah, that, like, some the, did you ever check out like the thing called Kiniku Man? Oh yeah, I've seen some Kiniku Man stuff. <laughs> yeah. I've seen where the muscle busters come from. <laughs> like I've I've seen a bit of it, and like I wonder, I said, su- I suddenly wondered, like I wonder if he likes this stuff because it's exactly what he might be looking for. 
Or yeah, even definitely. Like, uh, it's, mm-hmm. it's over the top. It's amazing. Like even like there's also a Tiger Mask uh, oh, anime yeah, tri- ongoing right now. I was about to mention that like Tiger Mask. Like there's a with new actual one. New Japan Pro Wrestling wrestlers. Yeah, so that's yeah. Cool. <laughs> I think uh, like there's an actual Tiger Mask before that was really wrestling. Uh, I think in the eighties. They're still he's still wrestling now. They're wow. on Tiger Mask number <laughs> four. Holy, okay. <laughs> it's still happening. It's still happening. He's I mean, still working. Yeah, I mean the legend. <laughs> having this, I started to have this theory. It's because they train constantly that they're able to stay in tip top condition, and that just prolongs how long they can be active in the scene. Dude, I want right? to be. I don't want. I want to be wrestling until I'm sixty. So, <laughs> I mean, so and I think, if, I, go if I can do that, I'll be happy. Like I, I've seen. Like all right, you've. Uh, for, for example, recently I went up a really tall mountain, right? And I was actually being guided by this nearly 60-year-old man. And he was having a much easier time climbing the, the mountain than I was. Oh, yeah. Because he does it all the time. So, And you can't tell that he's old from like maybe a bit of gray hair, but that's about it. So maybe if, like if since you like always uh, do the exercises, since you're always training, like for sure you're going to be a lot more fit and in a lot better shape. Like by the time that you're of age, you know. Yeah. Well, hopefully, hopefully we'll get there. <laughs> it will be the grandmaster of wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's gonna be kind of, kind of hilarious. Like his, he changes his character to the to the Zen master. Yeah. More on calm and then body slam, body slam, and everywhere doing a chokehold. <laughs> I guess we're almost at the end of our program now, but yeah, I guess we can some add some additional questions here. Oh yeah. So uh, what's uh, what's next for Jake De Leon? Oh um, well, as I mentioned earlier, I am still doing a lot of shows with Manila Wrestling Federation. So we have a TV taping that we're doing on November thirteenth. That's a Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically, at our TV tapings, it's uh, just just check out the Manila Wrestling Federation Facebook page or go to www.manilawrestling.com. You can get all your ticket information there. You can also subscribe to their gang so that you can watch all the previous Manila Wrestling Federation um, shows that we've done. So mm-hmm. that's something that you can look out for. Um, I probably won't be streaming too much, nor nor will I be doing a lot of voice acting gigs. But like pro wrestling is in my future right now. So if you wanna if you wanna find out what I'm doing, just follow me on my socials on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Senorito JDL. Nice. Oh, you already went ahead and <laughs> did the entire promo. <laughs> well, so. well, you asked me what's next for me. So, like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. But anyway, yeah. So, uh, you're, gonna, you're taping, and there's going to be that December 11th show. Yeah, next, December uh, 11th show. I'm Noche Buena. Thank you for reminding me, too. <laughs> I, you missed a chance to call it Lucha Nueva. No, Buena. Lucha Buena. <laughs> Lucha Buena. <laughs> well, oh, no, we got um, to keep it Pinoy. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we're looking forward to that in December. Thank you, thank you guys. Say so, so also thank you also to JD uh, Jake De Leon for dropping by for this episode. It was really fun. Uh, thanks for sharing more about uh, in the local wrestling scene and your your love in gaming. No, of course, of course, and thank you guys for having me. Like I, I learned so much today. I have yeah. learned so much today. I'm glad. I'm glad you guys learned. And also, we're looking forward for more of your you know adventures in wrestling, and then probably you would go around. The, the world hopefully for you know learning more in the wrestling culture in different countries yeah filipino wrestling represent yeah, yeah <laughs> mr wrestling <now. laughs> like unironic pinoy pride right there yeah <laughs> <laughs> thanks guys all, all right. right so we're at the end guys uh 
Chad, do you get to close it? All right. So thank you everyone for listening to RF Talk, and of course, thank you to Jake DeLeon for our really fun wrestling episode here. And of course, uh, you can check more of our stuff and gaming goodness straight from the Abbot Gamers at RaymodoFiles.com. You could also check our social media channels here on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And also, we have our YouTube channel for our game reviews, event coverage, and more meme videos. And of course, this is Chad along with Alan. Yeah. We'll see you next time. Right. Bye. Bye.